Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fortifying Your Faith. I'm Hasten Hanley, and I'm so glad you can be with us today as we spend a few moments discussing people of faith. We have been studying through several people over the past, I believe, five episodes, maybe a few more than that, uh, over the past couple of months. But I do want us to spend a few minutes today as we've kind of been hinting towards over the past few weeks, looking at a woman of faith. This week and next week, we'll be looking at specific women who stood out being faithful, who stood out relying on God and trusting on God for their life, their livelihood, and so many other things. I want us, first of all, to think about Hannah. This week, I want us to spend a little bit of time in 1 Samuel chapters 1 and 2. Because when we find Hannah, we find a woman who was exemplifying faith. A woman who showed faith in all that she did. A woman that, no matter what, stood firm in her trust in God, in her reliance on God, and yet never wavered. When we stop and think about this woman, I want us to think for a few moments at or about 1 Samuel chapter 1 because Hannah was a woman who when she could not do anything about her situation, she turned to God. Chapter 1 of 1 Samuel, beginning in verse 1, we're introduced to her husband, a man by the name of Elkanah. He was from Ramathim Zophim, and he had two wives. Penina was one of them, and the other one was Hannah. But Hannah, it specifies in verse 2 that she had no children. We keep reading through this whole account, and you see time and again that she was sad because she did not have any children. She didn't have any sons, didn't have any daughters. She was just, without child, she was barren, like many of the women we read about in the Bible. But she turned to God. She, beginning in verse 10, prayed unto the Lord, and it says, Two things about her. One, it says that she was in bitterness of soul, a very intense and almost agonizing sorrow. And it says at the end of verse 10 that she wept sore. She was weeping in such a way that it was intense. It was something that, quite frankly, I think a lot of us at one point or another, can imagine having that deep, deep, sad weeping. Not just, I'm kind of tired or I'm kind of sad, but that bitter weeping, that excruciating reliance on something that you cannot provide. And she vowed a vow, beginning in verse 11. She continued turning to God and said, O Lord of hosts, 
If thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me, and not forget thine handmaid, but wilt give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. That vow, that determination to be relying on God, to be trusting in God and turning to God, and that begging, pleading and vowing a vow, asking God to provide the very things that you need from Him. It's truly amazing to see the faith in action of Hannah. Because we keep scrolling down through our Bibles, we keep looking a little bit further. Verse 15, And Hannah answered and said, uh, This is after Eli the high priest thinks that she's drunk, thinks that she's slipped away because, her verse 13, her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, he thought that she was drunk. And verse 15, Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. If you want to understand the heartache of what Hannah was going through, just read verse 16 and verse 10 even. Because with those two verses, it depicts how sorrowful she was, how grieved she was that she was without child. She was viewed as less than a woman less than her ability to provide a child because of the other wife. Penina openly mocks her earlier in the book, earlier in the chapter, because she didn't have a child. In fact, you can look at verse 6, just thinking about this, and her adversary, that being Penina, also provoked her sore seeking to irritate her more than anything, for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. There's a reason that Hannah is grieving and, and weeping and vowing these vows and praying this unto the Lord because She's openly being mocked. She's being made to think that she's less than this other woman because she couldn't have a child. It's not just Hannah's faith that she turned to the Lord that we look at. She was also faithful to the extent that she kept her promise. She promised that if the Lord would give her a son, then it would be the Lord's. Then there would not be a single hair cut on his head. All of these things, verse 20 of the same chapter. You see this promise fulfilled. Wherefore it came to pass, when the time was come, 
about after Hannah had conceived that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Now mind you, this is a representation of her faithfulness because I have asked him of the Lord. Hannah named her son a memorial to the fact that God answered her prayers, a memorial to the very fact that she was relying and trusting on God for this son. She keeps her promises even uh, in the next verse. And the man Elkanah, Samuel's father, Hannah's husband, and all the house went up to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow, which he was to do. But Hannah went not up. For she said unto her husband, I will not go up until the child is weaned, and then I will bring him, that he may appear before the Lord, and there abide forever. Hannah did not seek to back out of her promise or back out of her vow. She was determined that she was going to be faithful and rely on God the way that she had made that promise. She was determined that no matter what, when she faced, or whenever rather she was blessed with this, she was going to give the son back over to God, and you see this at the end of the chapter. So you skip down from verse 22 down to verse 26, and she said, O my Lord, as thy soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood uh, by thee here praying unto the Lord, as she's talking to Eli. For this child I prayed, And the Lord hath given me my portion which I asked of him. Therefore, also I have lent him to the Lord that is given back or returned, not uh, borrowed in a way, or given him to be lent to the Lord. She's giving him back to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be given or lent to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. Hannah had so many opportunities to back out of her promise to God. So many opportunities to say, I'm not going to give my son back to the Lord. In fact, even the state of the priesthood at the time, Eli and his sons, his sons were not good people. But Hannah saw her promise through. Hannah determined that she was going to keep her vow. And then you see her closing with this beautiful prayer in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. It begins by saying, Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord. Mine horn or power is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee, neither is there any rock like our God. Talk no more so exceeding proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth, for the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. You keep reading 
and seeing this prayer of glorifying God, showing God's strength, God's power, God's might, God's knowledge, God's wisdom, God's justice, all of these things, you see Hannah, a woman who just a chapter before was weeping, bowing her head, praying and vowing vows unto God because she knew that God was the only one that could change anything about her life, change anything about what she was going through. And then a chapter later, several years have gone by. Now now Samuel's weaned. Now Samuel is able to go and to live at the temple. But we also have to think, Hannah's faith has grown and shown so much fruit for her faith from the very first time that she made that vow. She went back home, trusting in the Lord. She had a child. She kept that promise, continued to live by faith, giving Samuel back into the Lord. Now she's glorifying God, praying unto God because of the good things that God has provided her with. We think about all of this, and we have to ask the question, do we have faith like Hannah had faith? Do we rely on God in the very same way, or do we just simply say, well, maybe something will change about my outcome. Well, maybe something might be different a little bit further down the road, Or do we go to the one that can actually change something? Do we go to the one who actually has the power to change an outcome? Or do we just simply rely on ourselves, or take chances of saying, well, maybe something might happen down the road? When we stop and evaluate ourselves and how we are living, are we living by faith? and relying on the one who can change things. That's the question I want to leave you with today as we've studied uh, Hannah, Samuel's mother. I want us to consider that this week. Are we truly turning things over to God like Hannah did? Because life becomes so much easier when you do. This week, I want us to keep trying to encourage one another building up Christians and strengthening one another as we seek to see the good in things, seek to grow our faith. I hope this lesson has been beneficial to you. I hope you'll tune back in next week as we spend a few minutes and look through Luke chapter 1 as we look at the faith of Mary and how it was a needed faith, how it was something that quite frankly, was very major for us as Christians today that Mary saw through the faith and relied on God and trusted on God. So I hope you'll tune back in next week as we look at the life, well, at least a chapter of the life of Mary, the mother of Christ. So I hope you'll tune back in then. And until next time, keep studying, keep growing, 
and keep fortifying your faith.